This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Congratulations are in order because the cast has to be hitting new heights since you got so many people willing to pay on Patreon just to watch Biscuit paint his office in a CPD full t-shirts. Is it Patreon? Is it Patreon? Is it Patron? I don't know. Just keep folding and painting, boys. We're starting them. Let's start and we're back. We're no, back. I was just enjoying the oh, view. Spreading the news. I feel like I'm driving somebody else's car right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the Pete and Sebastian <laughs> Show. This is Pete's having a full-blown attack to start. The- <laughs> all right. Jeez. All right. All right. All right. Um. We are doing this from an underground location. Can't say where we're at, but we're together for the first time. And I, could you remember the last time we did this together like this? I, I can't. I'm, it, it was exciting to see you, it's, man. It's just, a, just that turn of the head you looking at me. Yeah. I got uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh, we- <laughs> I know. I, I even had to tell you when I saw you, when we first saw each other, because of the way you are, I had to tell you, I'm hugging you. <laughs> That's what I said to him, Mike, I'm hugging you. you just to emotionally wrap your head around it. I know you're not comfortable with it. Could you get yourself in the frame here? I'm not in the frame. Yeah, no, you're practically touching these. There's literally that much space between three inches. <laughs> Oh, What's good to up? Be back. Yeah, good to see back, you, dude. Back in the driver's seat. We haven't done the cast, I think, in about, what, 12, 13 days now. So a lot has happened over the course of uh, of the time I haven't talked to you. So what? Um, first, have we got anything uh, going on at the Corielli house? I haven't really been at home to I know. mine any stories. It's unbelievable. Right? How many arenas have you done since you've been going? Uh, eight. Eight arenas. We did three in Canada, five in New York City, and uh, it was um, it was spectacular. Wow, I Last time I did the garden, we did you know two shows a night over two nights, so it was four shows total. I did a meet and greet in between, hundred people, so you know I was doing press and all wow. that stuff. So this time, it was not. And back when I did it three years ago, four years ago, whenever it was, I had my my family in town. Serafina was here. Not that 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 was nice to share that with them, but here I was just alone. I had really no pressure. I got some sleep. And uh, it was good, man. It was good. The uh, the crowds were fantastic. These people haven't like laughed right. and been out in two years, so uh, their first time kind of coming out. Um, That's awesome, man. Must, yeah. must feel good because that was all going down when the pandemic kicked in, and then it's like, you know, everyone, no matter what they do in life, whatever job you have, you, I don't care what your job is, you're going back to going, 
are they still going to like me? They liked me when I left. <laughs> you know, I mean, from the deli guy to you to anyone in between. You know, so that's great, man. More back to normal. Yeah, so it was good. It was good. Um, yeah, so I don't know what the... I feel like I got to really adjust to this. Being face-to-face? Yeah. Don't look at me if you no, don't. No, no, no. I, I, I could look at you. I'm just saying there's just... It's just different than, than, than being at home. Yeah. And, and I got I to gotta tell you, we, we did a show recently um with um with uh how the hell are we just doing? <laughs> oh 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 the show we just did was yeah. bonfire with yeah, big well, j we and just, dan we Soda. just didn't yeah. do it we did it a few days ago i gotta tell you man i'm not cut out for multiple people talking at once i just i just noticed that while i was sitting right. there right. i was going i just when i don't have anything to say I just smile a lot, and I'm not in the moment. Right, right. When you guys were all talking, I was just sitting there going, I can't add anything to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you know, I know what you're saying, but there was like, what was going on anyway? It wasn't like we were talking about anything in particular. I know, but I can't even get into that. Like, I can't even get into like, just free form conversation. I'm too slow. Right, because when you got like, well, I mean, well, you're not too slow. I'm slow because, right. like, when you got an, all comedians, it's tough to get in. That's why I never did these shows like Chelsea Lately or like all these talking head shows where you know you had to like vie for time. Right, I feel like yeah. when I'm in the group, I just rather sit back and listen rather than interject anything that I have. Yeah, well, I don't like those shows on TV, I haven't done many, but like when I did Tough Grab with Colin Quinn. This, I know it doesn't equate pressure-wise when we were on with Dan and Jay, but because then when you don't say anything, what happens is you start going, oh, God, we're halfway through the show and I still haven't said anything. And then I'm like, then I'll go, "What? I bet my parents are like, he's not saying anything. And now I'm way in my head. <laughs> and then, you know, thank you so much, yeah, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! So yeah, I you know yeah. the the tough crowd. Yeah. Uh when I was watching that, I know it was a huge popular show on Comedy Central back then. I was like, I would never be good at that show because I'd be the guy who they'd turn to and in, in twenty minutes in going, we shouldn't have booked you. Yeah. Yeah. You you you're, you're really not doing <laughs> nothing here. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know, and then oh, it's that, that was me. And then when someone else uh, was doing well, I think Patrice was online. I'm like, oh god, he's standing, he's standing up. Can you stand? He's not even in the seat anymore. He's breaking the rules. Holy shit, I suck. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. So, but hey, I like, I like anyway what we do when we like deep dive into things. Uh, instead of just kind of glossing over what's going on out there, man. Oh, no, I mean, you're damn right. I mean, you know, God bless other shows, and they're great, and they got their own thing going. Yeah. But when I get on the Pete and Sebastian show, I know we could take a morsel and make yeah. it a cookie. This is delicious. I mean, oh, yeah. it, 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 it just... <laughs> we'll do 48 minutes on, you know, Absolutely. how to shave your beard properly. Um, anything. Pete and I are back together again, just for a small amount of time. Pete is coming out to California now. So uh, excited. I got, so excited for the visit. I got to tell you, yeah, and this is something I haven't even told you over text. 
but uh, I didn't know like what the accommodations were going to be for you. I didn't know whether you were staying at a hotel, whether you were going to stay with us. I didn't know right. what was going on. Did we even discuss this prior to your visit? I know I had said something, hey, you know, stay with us and whatnot, right. but was it determined how long or no it was it was especially with you and with everything going on you know like jack would be like <clears throat> we were going out there got seeing my other friend too for a couple of days but then we were going out there to do a trip with sadie in california yeah obviously love to see you guys yeah. that's like a big impetus of it but couldn't lock we're not going to try and lock you in because you got shows so then you asked me a while ago to dates, and I told you the dates, and it was a, it was going to be over Easter, so I figured, well, that's not why. Jackie didn't want to be home for Easter anyway, but uh, I figured, well, maybe you will be home because it is Easter. And then we got our room. I go, let's just get our room, Jack, for the whole time, and then uh, if they if we go over there and Sebastian and Lana are like, why don't you stay over, and we decide to, we'll just keep that room that we have, and we'll go back to it in the morning. And I got all to you, and you're like, tell me to stay two days. One of them being Easter, so I canceled the room. It's like, uh, right, God, so. I'm staying. I'm staying at your house on Easter, and we're Catholic. That's I mean, big. I mean, you don't get any bigger than no, that. No, right? no, it's practically. And with your family. It's not even just you. That's it's, what I'm saying. It's, I'm it's, saying it's, the whole family. Yeah. yeah. And so we're, we're going to do a little Easter, um, I don't know what you call it, maybe a brunch, maybe two o'clock, going to have my mother there, my sister, her kids, you know, my kids, awesome, the awesome. Coriolis. So then I invited Pete to come Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday night. Right, right. This is before Easter, Wednesday night, because I got to go to, where am I going? Oh, I got to go to Green Bay. Okay. So before I went to the Green Bay, I'm like, why don't we have like a little, because Lana's sister and uh, her husband and her kid are coming to visit too. Right. Oh, wow. So they're going to be there. They're leaving and they're they're staying with us. So basically they're, they're leaving and then you guys are moving in. But that Wednesday, wow. yeah. I go, let's have like a, a pizza making night. We'll get a guy over. The, oh know. wow! Did, did I didn't tell you this? No, you said pizza night. Yeah, but this would this guy's gonna come and do a class with the pizza oven and the whole thing. I can't come. I'll tell you why I can't come. <laughs> I'll tell you why because my kids already come in there on for two days, and with that, with the pizza, she'll want to be rich and she'll not like me because she's not rich. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. No, she'll be like that. Our pizza night is we drive. And we've got a warm box, and I have to put it on my lap till we get home. And Mom's got the oven at 200 to keep it warm. <laughs> Your, yours is uh, fucking the CEO of Pizza Hut flipping fucking dope. <laughs> no, I think I got to talk to Jack. Okay, I think so we're available. If it's not too far of a drive from a hotel, that sounds that, awesome. That's too far of a drive. I don't give a shit if it's an hour. Gotta, <laughs> <laughs> well, gas is $17 a gallon out there. Better off paying a m well, that's that's an edit. There we go. <laughs> oh man, I knew that was an edit as soon as it came out. As soon as it came out of your mouth. I know, but that was worth saying. <laughs> yeah. So, no. Oh, that's great. Wednesday pizza. So who's doing this? What's going on? So I know a guy. And I meet the family that your sister, your sister-in-law's kids. Yeah, yeah. So you'll meet one of them. Another one. Uh, <laughs> We'll get into that maybe later on. We'll get into uh, what's going on um, all right, all right. with the uh, with with the other child, but uh, yeah, it, it's a guy from Napoli, 
right? He's from Naples. Wow, that's where my heritage is from. Okay, so that's the guy I wanted. Unfortunately, he's not going to be available. So we are looking for other people. Now, a pizza guy has got to have a bit of personality, you know? Yeah. There's a couple guys we know, good pizza guys, but, you know, kind of lacking in the... Uh, the theatrics of it all for the kids like making it fun well yeah you know you need a little you need a guy this guy that i know is like hey you know yeah, yeah. you know hey, yeah. He's flipping it up right. he's got fucking powder on his head you know like he's in it he's in right. it i mean i past pizza guys that showing it half the kids are running off they're playing the grass yeah, like, yeah. No, get back yeah all right, all right. Shit. so this guy's like authentic so I wanted like an authentic guy yeah. flipping the pizzas, uh, but you know we'll we'll lock it. Is in. this for parents too? Do they make them or the kids are making them or everybody? Everybody. Oh my god, this sounds fun, bro. Yeah. So I figured, you know, we got the Lana's family in, we got you guys in. We'll probably have maybe another couple there, and that you know, that's, I, I love curating a night like this. Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just a beep. Oh so, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, no. It, it's it's not him. But <laughs> but who knows? Maybe I don't know. Oh. I like curating an event like this because it's nice to kind of mix and match the people there. You got to yeah. get it. It's like ingredients, Dude, bro. it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. My daughter and Jackie would love that. I yeah. would too, man. That sounds like a blast. Okay, so that's Wednesday. Awesome. Oh, is that Wednesday or Tuesday? What the? I got man, I'm amazed, though, how you perform, come home, and socialize, and, like, perform again. Like, you don't... You know, like, I feel like rock stars come home when they lock themselves in the bedroom for three days and, and then come out and say, okay. Yeah, be, well, they're doing drugs and I'm doing pizza. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> Yeah, that's true. They come home, baby, let me just go detox. Uh, get this heroin out of here and then we can rent a movie. <laughs> I'll proceed directly to the intravenous injection of hard drugs, please. Well, it's funny you say this because I was talking to... Uh, Another comedian, actually, I was talking to my opener about this, Pat. And, you know, when you're on the road for this long, you know, I've been on the road, I think, two weeks now. And, I, you know, you develop a rhythm being on your own. I don't got to get up for anything. Uh, I go to bed when I want. If I want to work out at a certain time, I work out. So there's no real, like, schedule. Yeah. Now, when I go home, boom, I'm... Up at 6.30, making eggs for the kids, right. taking them to school, picking them up. There's like a lot right. going on. So, and I was even talking to Lana about this. What we got to master is the reinsertion of me back into family life. Right. Because it takes a while for me to adjust to all the things that are going on at home because Lana's been home for two weeks, right? Right. And, uh, you know, my sister was uh, was talking to Lana and whatnot, and Serafina was in our bed with Lana eating a popsicle. Right. And, and my sister was like, oh, hey, you get to eat popsicles <clears throat> in mommy's bed? And Lana's like, oh, I don't, know, I don't know, what am I doing? You know, eating, and she's thinking it's falling and stuff. Now, if I'm home, yeah. <laughs> that don't. That right. don't happen. Right. I feel like when I leave, right. I feel like it, like the warden went but, on vacation. Don't you know why your daughter's eating a popsicle in your bed? Why? 
it, it's just because you're not home. So they're together. It's like Jackie would say, like, when I came home recently, and I'm not even on the road like you, <clears throat> Sadie came into our room one night, and she's like, Mom, I can't sleep. Can I? Uh, and she never does this, and I go, uh, just get in, because it was almost close to the morning, and she hopped right in, and Jackie turns over and goes, oh, next morning, Jackie goes, you're not doing that anymore, Sadie, don't start that, and then she turns to me, and she goes, I let her sleep with me on Saturday nights when you're on the road, and I had like a six-week run, uh, and she's getting used to it now, um, because when when dad's not gone, the rest of the cubs cuddle closer, so... I mean, you're sitting there going, she the pops go there, that ain't happening when I get home. Yeah, no kidding you that, because now you're home and you get back in your other spot and everyone goes back to their spot. I know? don't know if they do, though. See, uh, it, 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 that's that now behavior becomes acceptable. The kids don't know, you know. I'm just saying, I, I feel like I got to straighten shit out when I go back home because, you know, they've, they've uh, you know. But like every single night, not every night, but on the, every weekend, Friday and Saturday, my daughter, because she doesn't get TV during the week after she takes a shower and it's just before bedtime she gets like 30 minutes uh on <laughs> what the fuck is this military oh, school yeah, well this is before bed <laughs> listen me and jackie want to sit down and smoke weed i was literally waiting for her to go to bed so we could hang out in the morning she gets more tv time but at night 30 minutes but we get her a bowl of ice cream and she sits on our bed and and, and eats it and then goes to bed so, like, what's a, a little popsicle in the bed? And... Yeah, I don't want to go to bed and then roll around in cookies and cream. You well, know I don't have kids, guys. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just... I don't know. I never, like, what? growing up, I ate where you were supposed to eat. You know what I'm saying? There was, I know, but, there was but no... it's, his, I'm sorry to interrupt you, too, but your dad was home every night, so it's like... He keeps saying, don't do this, don't do that. It's harder to come home and leave your stamp and then leave for, you know, like say, no eating in bed, see you in February. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You lose, I feel like you lose, you can't say as much because you're not home as much, man. Yeah, I I got you. I got I, you. Yeah, you know, I, I don't no, know. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. I'm just saying. And then I don't want to be this militant dad that comes home and starts barking orders and this and that. Yeah. So my point of the story was I'm going to try to ease back into family life rather than come in full bore like a hurricane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but what does that entail? I'm dying to know how you ease. It's a mindset, bro. It's a mindset. And then it's a, it's a, it's a meditative mindset that I kind of come in. And, and just go, hey, this is the way it is. Let me, you know, because if I start coming in like a whirlwind, Lana's going to get like, Look, what are you doing? Yeah. So I'm just like, and, I, and we talked about this uh, three days ago. Just saying, well, I'm going to come in and I'm going to take it easy. You know how you should come in? Like a stepdad that just married their mom. So you come in light, come in light, and wait till like the end of the week before you start asserting yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's how you should come home every time. Pretend you're a stepdad, oh and you're just starting to live together all as one big family. Hey guys. So because, hold on one second. Is this thing on? Is that thing recording? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. see a red. That, that's because it matches the same color as the sweater that you bought. Nobody else bought ever. I tried to make fun of his uh, pinky ring, his Johnny Depp ring, and his uh, pointer, but apparently that's a sleep thing. It's that's a sleep a... ring. I've worn this before on the show. What is that like, though? I know you talked about it, but like, don't you just know you're getting good sleep or not? Like, is, or do you look at that in the morning and go, all right, I got to go to bed earlier tonight because I didn't get enough last night? Like, it's what... a game. It's a game for me. Yeah. So. What I do is I get up and I kind of analyze 
how I'm feeling. Like, oh, did I get enough rest? Am I tired? Am I droggy? You know, sometimes you wake up and you're like, oh, wow, I feel rested. Sometimes you get up, you're like, oh, man, I could yeah. go back to sleep. And then I look at the Rings data on my phone and I try and say, oh, like I went out drinking the other night, right? It's last night. I had a bottle of wine last night. Nice. Nice. Yeah, they <laughs> <Nice. laughs> yeah, had a good time, man. <laughs> had a good time, visited an old friend of mine, came home, and uh, it hit me in bed when I was talking to Lana on FaceTime. You know, I was like, the room started to spin. And I'm like, you know, I, 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 I gotta go. You know, one of those. And I thought I was gonna hit the toilet, but thank God that that didn't happen. Uh, is my voice heavier? I feel like, or is it just this quality microphone? Uh, yeah, it's a little both, right? Yeah, it does sound amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you hear your voice in this, and you're like, how come I'm not doing voiceover work for Ford? You know, I mean, speaking, Bill trucked, gets through the mud. Speaking of, I just did a voiceover campaign two, two days ago. No kidding. No, yesterday. Can we get a sample? I'm all ears. So it's it's for Vile Life Cheese, right? Yeah. It's like a, a, a vegan cheese, no dairy. And I did the voiceover for their digital spots. Right? I did yeah. six spots. And I'm in a room, right? And the whole, like, there's the people from Vile Life there, the advertising agency, the engineer. They're all out there, right? Yeah. And I'm in this studio. It's like a, you know, studio with a glass. So I'm looking at these people. I haven't really done anything quite like this. I said, um, could we shut the drape? I don't want to look at nobody. Nice. And I don't want anybody looking at me. It's going to screw me up. So we shut the drape. And I just saw the engineer, just me and him, and I didn't see the people. I could just hear the people because this is my reasoning. As I'm doing this, and I'm not like overly confident that, you know, I've never really done anything like this before. I don't want to be doing it. And out of the corner of my eye, see somebody writing down on their legal pad, like notes, right? Yeah. It's it, it's like equivalent to the whole audience at a comedy show having a uh, right. having a note going, that sucked. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That bug you out. Well, but the, the other part is like. Um, well, do you try, well, you're trying to get laughs. Like not trying, but is it a funny thing what you're saying? Uh, not necessarily funny, but some of the ad libs I was doing was kind of adding to the humor of it. Oh, right? okay. Oh, okay. Because they would say, you know, whatever. I, I would be done, and then you would hear in the you know, that was really good. Oh, they would go, that was really <clears throat> good, Sebastian. Really good stuff. But could you hit the word you on this one? So I tell them, I go, you could save the compliments. Just get into what's wrong. I don't like this. I don't know if 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 you get this from people. Uh, let me read you writing on the show. I don't know, but this is the standard. What you're supposed to tell people is, Pete. Really, I lo love your shirt and love your jeans or whatever. And, but you know, next time you should wear a new shoe. You know, like you, yeah. you give a compliment and then you give what's really. The, the the motive for you speaking, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Even in the writer's room. That was really funny. But I think, okay, yeah. don't, I don't need that. That was really funny. And but you, if that was great, you wouldn't be asking me to, to do to you better. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. See, you got to pull a Sinatra there, though, man. You got to just go, listen, I could stay here and do this two more hours or I could leave now. 
and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between the track if I stuck around for two more hours, so I'm going to leave now. And they, they would work with what you gave them. I'm not saying you would do <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, but... Yeah. No, I'm very accommodating when yeah. I do these things. I tell the people I go, even before I went into the box, I said, listen, whatever you're, you want me to do, just tell me. I said, I'm, 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 I got no ego. If you don't like what I'm doing, if it's too slow, too fast, energy's too low, energy's too high, just tell me what you want, and I'll do it, all right? I feel like that disarms people and then gives, uh, this is this is in any business, by yeah. the way. If people feel like they could share what they're actually, and that's why I did the whole thing about save the compliment and just give me what's wrong because that's how I grew up. My father never did this, hey, you, you had a good game, but you should have kicked the ball. Right. You know, it was, what are you doing out there? You suck. You know, there was no like fluff in the pillow. And then when you were great, it was that much better to hear it because it wasn't coming all the time, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you, man. So, um, and it it went good, right? You liked it? No, I I liked it. I think they 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 enjoyed it. Bio life, change your cheese, change our planet. Hey. And then uh, after that, I went and did some work on, uh, so I'm playing, I don't know if we discussed this, yeah, I think I'm playing Spike in the animated film Super Mario Brothers. I'm playing the their boss, so I've been going in and doing voiceover for them, so I went in. Now, I go in, and I'm not a big music guy, but it's a studio. Yeah. Uh, and you walk in, you start seeing like platinum albums and this and that. So I go in the room and I ask the guys, I go, any history on the room? He goes, yeah, uh, Kanye, Kanye West made Jesus uh, here. <coughs> wow. And I'm looking at 50 Cent made album, Rihanna made an album there. I like to get what, you know, even in this room, if we could say where we were, like, you know, who who did shows in this room before? I feel yeah. like it lives in the wall. I like that at old theaters when you play an old theater and you find out like Bob Hope did he played here all yeah. that time ago. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. It lives in the wall. It does. I, I feel like it spawns creativity. Don't you think, Hank? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. The Pete and Sebastian Show. Yeah, so I, I feel like I didn't really get an honest uh, opinion on on the orange sweater when I, like, when you first saw the whole orange and the orange. I got orange shoes on too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. <laughs> That's your thing, though, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what? What? Yeah, did you look at me and go, "Wow, oh, what an idiot"? No, of course not. I mean, that's tame for you. But at first, I was like, "Oh, you know, orange. It's like cold weather. It's you know, again, more profound than what other people wear." But then when you took it off and I saw it, I'm like, Indian Navajo sleeves. Yeah, that's uh, it's a style. That's bro. an interesting style. That's man. a style, and this is is uh, it's not ripped. It's just the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> to look a little ripped. Yeah, a little worn out, man. 
I get this is a ten dollar <laughs> thermal from the uh, store by me. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, yeah, I didn't think it was a. Yeah, the sneakers are a bit coming at you, but that's your thing. Yeah, man. man they come right at you. Now speaking of coming at you, I went over to uh, the nine eleven memorial. Right. Yeah. Took a took a tour. Have you been? Yeah, not a tour, but I went down there. The museum. No, not the museum. Oh, I went no, down no. to yeah. You went yeah. down to the pools. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. I, I went into the museum. Every every American should go look at this. This is, uh, and I heard they're going to close it because the attendance is low. Really? Yeah. Wow. No. Well, I mean, you know, if you lived in New York City, you really have to go. I mean, if you live in Pearl Harbor, you, do you go to the Pearl Harbor Museum? Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm just saying. I think people need to like go and visit that. I think it's something that. You can't forget. I mean, I know people might not want to go just because it's a traumatic experience. They might want to relive it. But for me to go, it, I learned a lot. I learned. Plus, you got to remember, too, though, that fucking pandemic just. Yeah. I mean, the sales went down big time for the World Trade Center after the pandemic. Yeah, the yeah, no, I, I, I get it. But it, it was uh, it was something that everybody in New York should, uh, if you're visiting, should just even go to the pools and pay homage. No, I agree, man, I agree. And I lived here at the time, and uh, I'm saying not if you live here now, but if you lived here at the time, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Like, Did you live I, I don't think I'm ever going to the museum, i got to be honest with you. I mean, I saw the pools. Okay, you don't have to go. No, I just, you know, it's like everything is so, that's, everything is sad. Everything is sad now, you know, like. Yeah, it's sad. You it's, know? It's sad. It's, it's a sad, it's a sad thing to see, but what I'm saying is, and I didn't live here, I lived in Los Angeles when it happened. Were you in the city? I lived in the city, but I was not in the city on that day. I came back the next day, it's lame, I wasn't here. I felt like I, uh. Where were you? Would have stopped it. Oh, <laughs> no, I just wish I was with my people. <laughs> oh god! I was doing a show in Charlotte. I was with Brewer doing a show. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, no, it was. Uh, um, did they have like the a fl that flag that they put back up? Is that in the no, museum? No, they didn't have that. They did had they have the... anything from Bush, mm, like his no, horn. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't like. I did a tour and they showed us kind of like the big things like the the steel where the plane hit holy shit they have the steel between the 93rd and the 96th floor they have it hanging there and the dent where the plane hit so i go Unbelievable. how the hell do you know out of all this wreckage this is where the plane hit right he said the steel is numbered and when you look at the drawings of the of the the building, you could tell where each beam is. Like let's say beam one six eight two between floors thirty eight. So everything is referenced. Right. It's not like they're just put, taking steel out and guessing. Shit's shit's cataloged. Oh my god. So I thought that was amazing. The the fire truck ladder three had eleven guys on it. One of the first fire trucks to come to the. To the um to the fire or the, the the buildings, everybody on the truck died. Oh my god! Uh, and just to see that there, you know, just to see it, the, the, the destruction of it, was just it was uh, it was a good kind of reminder that this actually happened in our country. Anyway, it's it's, I, it's I'm sorry, yeah, go ahead. it's definitely a reminder of like how freaking incredible firemen and policemen are all over this world and our country. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it's like don't ever forget. 
what these guys do every day, man. It drives me nuts, you know. Well, that that's kind of why I brought this up yeah. because I don't know about you, but after 9-11, everybody was opening the door for people. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. You know, if the friend... American flags on everybody's car, yeah. and everybody was patriotic. You know, uh, NYPD and the fire department. I mean, now you can't find an American flag anywhere on a car. <clears throat> no one likes each other. I know, and everybody hates the police. <laughs> what the fuck happened? I know. I know. It's, it's like uh, we need to get Luke to get on the same page or something. <laughs> I mean, it's like I, what you need a catastrophe like that for the whole country to come together again. Yeah. So that's what I walked out of there because I was talking to a New York police officer who was there, and we had a uh, private conversation in regards to kind of what's going on, uh, you know. And in this guy's, he's, this guy saw people jumping off the fucking uh, yeah, building, yeah, right? Yeah, and and what he went through and what's burned in his brain, and uh, yeah, it, it was just these guys knowing cops and firemen going up there knowing they're probably not coming back down. Are you? I don't even think they knew, bro. I don't even think they knew. What? I don't think they knew the the buildings were going to collapse as they were going up there. They were just going up to save people. I don't think they... Shit, did you think that the shit was going to fall down? Um, No, but I mean, I thought that they might have known. I mean, it's better for the story. (laughs) 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 No, I think they did know, man. I think a lot of them knew that they didn't... I don't think they knew. Really? I don't think anybody thought those buildings were going to come down, but... Maybe they did. I don't know. But just going there, it was a good thing to see. Um, What else did I do while I was in New York? I did some charity work, bro. Oh, my God. Like Tony Robbins, bro? Holy cow. The show is like just one of 20 things you do in a day? Charity work. So... I aspire to do charity work, but I just I'm not on a level yet to help anybody else out yeah. but myself. <laughs> I'm not I'm not at the top of the hill yet. I'll look back down. All right, who needs the rope? <laughs> You're still using it. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Lindsay, our tour manager, organized this thing where you know me and her and Pat. Um, oh, Pat didn't go. My trainer came, a photographer come with us, videographer. We all kind of helped at this uh, Good Plus Foundation, which gives um, the bare necessities to new parents. Um, and they have a program where they bring fathers back into the family and what have you. So we stuffed bags, right? Where was the father? The father might have left the family, you know what I'm saying? So this organization tries to you know, reconnect the father with the kids and have them be a part of the kids lives and they give them uh you know, cool. we we packed uh baby bottles and bibs and uh pacifiers in a bag to give to the dad so it's a good organization actually headed up by jessica seinfeld she started it in 2002 i think so we go there right and they say we got to stuff a hundred bags now i'm looking around going take a half hour and then we get into it, and I'm going, "Wow, this is this is like a this is a two and a half hour." No, no. See, I thought, don't you just like stuff one bag for a photo op? <laughs> I, I mean, what are you, no, bro? I mean, I, bag stuff. What a waste of an asset. <laughs> I, I, you're the guy. Who, I'd give out the bags. I mean, go, go see your kid. Here's a bag. Dang, is that Sebastian? Yeah. No, bro. What I was doing, not only stuffing bags, but I was writing on the tag. 
little inspirational messages to the father, you know, like, there's nothing better than being a dad, you know, or, right. you know, that, that, whatever. I, I was right. just little inspirational messages. But, but like, signed by you, no. right? No? No, just the... Again, I mean, I don't know. It should be like at the end. Bro, it's not my demographic. It's not my demographic. Uh, what? <laughs> That's why you let them know. I love that too when famous people do commercials and the people that hide them know they're not famous. So he'll go, when I'm not playing wide receiver for the San Diego Chargers, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Boy, if that wasn't letting us know who you are. Yeah, but you go, uh, if you go back and be with your boy, uh, then you and your boy can come see me at the garden. You know, something like that. Bro, I don't they even, can't even afford a bib, but come see me at the garden. I, I, I don't want, listen, I mean, charity sounds like a very good thing, but I mean, a funny quip from you with a feathered pen is going to get a guy to go back to his kid if he left his family, left his family. What is he going to look at that and go, oh, that, he, whoever wrote this is right. I'm going to take these diapers and go be the dad I haven't been. <laughs> I mean, you need to get a judge, guy. That's what he needs. <laughs> Oh, oh god! Oh man! Oh my god! It's I mean, so, that's yeah, bro. Drive. You know what? This the yeah. whole thing at Disneyland spawned this thing. I'm like, you know, I had to start like, and, and Lana and I do have a foundation that we started called Tagurit, which supports Alzheimer's kids education and veterans. Right. So we self fund that, and you know, we we give money out to, to where we see fit. There's nothing like you can't donate to this thing. I just put my own money in and, and we cut checks so awesome i and but i like going and seeing people's faces that's what i like that's the charity i want to do i got to figure out how to do it though like i want to see people's faces when we give them uh whatever right. we give them right uh, rather than me stuffing a bag and it goes out and i don't see it so um so we did that what about like one of your parties man have one for kids to come in and see those water slides and stuff when you have one of those blow-up parties uh um, probably like hey, 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 you yeah, come through the house yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is come on would you get in the thing you're, 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 you're thing. hanging out of oh, the thing i'm sorry i'm sorry I, All right. I keep looking at the camera right. and you're falling out of it so anyway, that's what we've been doing. Um, what's uh, what's well, going on? Speaking over there? of dad, you know, yeah. I did a. Let me just tell you the story. So we go, Sadie and I go from time to time a lot. We go to the Fredonia High School varsity basketball games, and they got a guy. Uh, he's like six five. His name is Nick Whitfield. He's the star, right? This guy. When I played in high school, we had a seven foot one guy. Was our center. He got a Division two scholarship. He dunked once the whole season. The first game we went to see Nick Whitfield, they told us, oh, what do you see? He dunks like six, seven times a game at least. I'm like, all right, what are we talking The guy dunked five times in the first half. Alley-oop behind the back. Me and Sadie are high-fiving, you know? I mean, it's, the competition's not quite as stiff as uh, Chicago, New York yeah, yeah. City something, but nevertheless, very fun. So last week I take her to see, at, it's at Fredonia College, the senior girls best in the county high school girls were playing an all-star game and then the boys were playing afterwards and like sadie will come home from school we play a lot of hoops she loves hoops now 
And she'll be like, Dad, I saw Nick Whitfield in the hallway. I'm like, would you go up to him? She's like, no, and there's another guy who's a junior, Ethan Fry. She calls him Fry. She likes his game too, right? She's got the the uh, programs. She reads them and at, at breakfast and stuff. So we're at the game, and she goes, Dad, Nick might be floating around soon because they play next. I'm like, yeah, he might be. And then, like, a little later on, there he is in the hallway. <clears throat> and he comes walking by, and she's, like, she's almost nine now, so she's hitting me, like, dad, dad, dad. So he walks by, and then the girls' game is ending, so we're leaving. And he happens to be walking by, too, so I go, let's go. And she's like, don't say anything. So we walk out, and we're right behind him. We get out in the hallway, and I tap him on the shoulder, and I go, excuse me. And, you know, he turns around, tall dude, you know. And I go, hey, man, my name's Pete. This is my daughter, Sadie. We go to all your games, and uh, I love watching you play. And I look at Sadie, I go, she's just a big, big fan, man. She t tells me when she sees you in school and stuff. And, you know, he looks down and introduces himself. Dude, her eyes were like, I oh, never man. seen a smile like that, you know? And he shakes her hand. He was so nice. And uh, my point of it is, she wouldn't even care if LeBron James was there. This is a LeBron James. This is a little world. You know what I mean? So all you dads out there dropping two fifty to take your kid to see freaking uh, Randall and uh, whoever playing for the Knicks, three dollar ticket. Take them to Nick see yeah, whoever your high school seniors. That whoever she sees in the hallway, that's who her star is, man. <laughs> is this guy headed to a major program? Yeah, or? well, for football, he's going to D one St. Francis College to be the new quarterback there. He's not even going for hoops, man. Wow. That's a thing too, right? Whenever an athlete's great in high school, he's like, oh, and he was also the catcher uh, and hit forty two home runs. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like uh, you either got it or you don't, man. So that yeah, was cool. Yeah, cool. I had trouble like mastering like one sport, and then there'd be a guy in school that he plays like three. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's into football and basketball, <laughs> and then he's running cross country. The one that you mastered, like soccer, he's just dipping a toe, and he's better than you at that too, right? Oh, man. by the way, dude, Google is <clears throat> getting out of control. How they're controlling what we can and can't see. And this is kind of funny to me. I said to Jack, I got to tell Sebastian on the cast. Like, the other day we went to watch Yellowstone and we got delayed by 25 minutes because we were trying to find on Google if the swimmer, the one who had the, the female swimmer. Yeah, yeah. If she had, oh, he had the penis taken off yet. And like, uh, you, you, no matter how hard, like you go to Google, well, I forget the, me, Leah Thompson, Hank, something like that. And we're like, does she did she have the full operation or does he still have his penis, you know? Yeah. And Google, I don't know why I bring this up, but they act like did you have an answer? Yeah. You can't get an answer. They act like they don't know. They act like you're the only one who ever asked that question. It drives me nuts. You know what I mean? Like they don't even you'll never get it. They just tell you stuff about that. That's nice, but I really need to know. Where else can I get my information, bro? I got to give up on Google. Do you know? There there are other search engines. I got to get done with these people. They're trying to make me only see what they want me to see. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, actually, Joe Rogan had somebody on his podcast that's deep into this stuff. That uh, he has other search engines that don't edit or you know block or what have you so uh i'll get the name of the guy yet on i forget but listen to the entire podcast and you'll you'll have a, a plethora right. of options 
Maybe I'll be more popular in that search, too, because when you do our search, there's this, this deep-sea spear fisherman named Peter Corielli out of Florida. I tell you about this guy. This guy's killing me. He's all on Instagram. And he, and he, a fisherman is ahead of you? Yeah, with the same name as me. And then, and then like, someone, in, and when I checked my email, whatever, some guy's like, I know, because I didn't respond to some email, and some dude writes me again, and he goes... I know you're hanging with Donald, you're fishing with Donald Trump Jr. and doing bigger, more important things, Pete, but you can reach out. I'm like, what? And then I'm like, the deep sea fishing guy. So I text, emailed the guy back. I go, that's not even me, guy. That was because uh, I guess Donald Trump Jr. put on his thing, went fishing with Pete Corielli in Florida, <laughs> had a blast. <laughs> I think you piped in with the Trumps. Oh, God, I'm not even the most popular person with my own name. And it's not even a normal, it's not even like John Smith, you know? It's like a, so. Oh, my God. So, anyway, I'm at my mom's right now. Holy, man, they reached that age where, like, uh, I got to take it and get a haircut. And she goes, you know, I, I carry oxygen here. And she goes in, and then uh, she goes, go get, can you go get my car filled while I'm gone? Like gas, I said, "Ma, I'll take us five minutes when you get." No, just do it now while I'm in here. I go, "Okay," and then she goes, "Do you know where to get gas? Do Do you know where there's a gas station around here?" And she goes, "Ask the lady who works here; she'll know." And I'm like, "Ma, I'll find the gas station." And then the lady goes, "Well, there's a bunch if you just make a left." And then my mom goes, "Do you know which one has how much for a gallon?" I go, "Ma, I'm not driving around oh, looking man, for the man. least amount." And they got, yeah, and, no, they, and they got money, and they got money, you know. Oh, Crazy man. mentality, bro. Yeah, and you do see age starting to creep in on the parents, right? My father just had uh, cataract surgery, and you know he's like, I can't see. It's like I go, Dad, two weeks. Like I said, you know, it, right. it, it takes. Like my dad wanted to have it like up and running <laughs> within three hours, right? <laughs> He's like, my eyes still watering. I go, we're just in there. <laughs> right, it right. takes two weeks, right. you know, and I yeah. got to go back. And it's like, my God, I don't know what happened to our parents, people that we used to, like, look up to as far as, like, wow. And now you're talking to them going, how do you get through the day? I know. I know. I, I Everything, my, you know, my mom, like, she's like, can you help me change? It's the day I do my bed. I put on the new sheets. Can you help me get these ones off? I said, yeah. And she, she's like, oh, you're so fast. Five minutes, right? And she goes, takes me an hour, an hour. <laughs> so she, she, then she goes, I have to redo my schedule. I have half my morning back because I did the bed. So, I mean, I, I just don't look at older people. And I'm like, I, there's certain things I see and don't see. And I'm like, I, like that, like my father-in-law's got some great qualities. Like he doesn't get, he's not afraid of dying. And like, you know, he just enjoys every day. And then I see other qualities in people where they're mad, they seemingly because they're getting old. I don't want to be that, but am I going to be that? You know. Well, do you think when you're eighty, man, you're going to be going? I could go at any day. I feel like that right now. But by eighty, yeah, man, then it's like definitely. Oh my god, no, man, I just every day's a gift. It is a gift, but even now, as I'm starting to get older, I'm like, you know, doing math and going, you know. You hear people like I had a had a buddy of mine back in Chicago who passed away behind. He, he parked his truck, had a uh, what is it? An 
uh, an aneurysm in his heart. His heart basically exploded. And uh, that's it. Four kids behind. He left a wife and uh, my, my age, 48 years old. Like, when you start hearing people dying at your age, yeah. that's when you start getting like... Oh, I'm there, you know. When you're 30, you yeah. never really heard of it. A 30 year old dies. Right. Da, da, da. Now, now you're starting to go, who died? No, oh, it's your fucking drunk dead. <laughs> yeah. He was making his bed, you know. Yeah. He, he fell into it. I you know, know like, man. I know. Every I tell my wife all the time in the kitchen, I'm like, baby, Annie, we got to live every day, you know. That's it. That's so, it, I don't know, man. I don't like doing shows face to face. It's official. <laughs> <laughs> You know what it is? Yeah. I think what it is is just because we only have a utilization here of the one camera. If we did this show sitting across from oh, each yeah. other, I think it would be a different experience. We've always done this show from the inception, like side by side, even when we started oh, yeah. in the shed Man, with crazy. that guy. Do you remember what that guy's name was, the, the producer we had? <laughs> No, I remember it though. God, do you remember that? The beginnings? The beginnings. This was how old is Sadie? Eight. Almost okay. nine. So yeah, this was eight. like nine years ago. Just to, to to get everybody up to speed here. We started this thing nine years ago, wow. literally in the in a shed off the pool of a oh yeah. I even have to sidestep on this story just hearing that song. Don't Tell me this doesn't take you to the streets of Philadelphia cold with a garbage can with with fire. <laughs> that was so cool, that scene. Oh, my God. I mean, even the throwaway scenes were cool. I know, man. I know, man. <clears throat> I still love this song. Hey, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> But we started this damn thing in a shed yeah. with this guy who, I, did I find that guy? I think yeah, I found that you guy. you found that guy. Which is odd because generally speaking, I probably got a good gauge on people, but like this is when podcasts were kind of new and this guy was like, he's like, I got equipment, I'm used to doing that. music. Yeah. I mean, you had to be, because we didn't really know each other that well no and then next thing you know we're in a shed you you had to be thinking what the f i was with brewer at xm no <laughs> and now i'm in a shed i was no i was down with doing it with all that but uh i knew we had lou at the time on call like he wanted to do it and i knew what lou could bring you know so we tried your guy and then i'll never forget it was so funny man when i said you let me just have my guy lou I'll give him what we did with your guy. Yeah, and then, yeah. remember what Lou made that tiny little oh, clip? Oh, he made a sizzle. It yeah. was like a sizzle reel he made. You go, this guy. Is... You call me up. You go, I already played it for my mom three times. <laughs> this guy's like, stare. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a little different than some podcasts where people just sitting around talking. We're going to incorporate some funny bits. We got, uh, well, we'll have guests every once in a while, but it's not going to be guest driven, right? No, it's not. As you put it yesterday, how did you how did you explain it yesterday? This is the thing in, in LA, uh, or, or, or first of all, everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's doing podcasts. And a lot of these popular podcasts, a lot of comedians ask if they could be on it. Now, 
if our podcast takes off and there's a lot of listeners, you're going to have comedians coming up to you. Hey, I heard you got a guy that I would like to do the podcast. Our response is, we pick <laughs> who comes on this show. All right? <laughs> this is Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Baby, we'll be right back. I'm pretending we already have sponsors. <laughs> Okay, you got the job. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, man. Um, we got to do a walkthrough, like a real walkthrough. Maybe that's a good ten-year anniversary thing. Like we pull clips and do a walkthrough. Do we even have these old shows, Hank? Do we? We do. They're stored somewhere. Okay, because uh, we need. We need to like. I need to go back and listen to some of those. God damn! I mean, literally, it's a catalog of our lives for the last nine years. Literally, I mean, crazy man. You got ma- I had Sadie. You got married. Then you had two kids. Um, all the Korea stuff. Remember, yeah. I remember I did that um, that pilot for the, the Ryan Seacrest Productions where they threw, fucking changed the whole house. Oh, we did so much. <laughs> oh my oh, god, doing it from wherever. Oh my could, god. Yeah, I mean, we're still doing it from wherever. I mean, nothing, nothing. I mean, the production value really for this show hasn't gone up too much from you doing it at Tim Hortons in your car. Right. I mean, like, it's not like we're doing it from beautiful studios. However, I'm gonna get the drawings in a couple of weeks for the new cast studio that uh, that I'm building at the house. Oh, man, you got it architect and everything oh yeah yeah so this is this they're designing it so he goes do you have like a like a a vibe board uh something that we could refer to as kind of like what how you want you like you want chicago cubs colors and this thing guys You got the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't a man cave, right? Yeah. So I asked Lana, I go, what do you think we should have in the background for the cast? And she goes, nothing. Just have a really slick looking fabricated wall. But on the desk, like, have a beautiful, like, the Pete and Sebastian show, like a little plaque on the desk. Oh, you know, okay. she's not one of these that's into, uh, you, you see a lot of these podcasts with graffiti and whatever behind them. She ain't into that. Yeah. She's into like just right. understated with a little class plaque. What do you, what do you think of the class plaque? I, I think it's all very classy, but now I, I would imagine at some point then you two got to be having the conversation. What are we going to do with when we got to plug in that slug under his staircase like, like you know, my end ain't going to match your end, so I'm just going to have to be a face in the wall. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to have to move to California. If you're making a fucking a Tonight Show set, I'm moving. <laughs> Holy shit, Velvet Walls guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, this thing is going to be my little... I think I'm going to also make it an office, too, because it's a pretty big room, so I'm going to make my office like a desk and whatnot, and then I'm going to have like a little production room. Or, yeah. Well, or, if you do more voiceover work, maybe you can... Yeah. Do, yeah. Right? I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to... Nice. Yeah, if you want me to do a voice thing, I'm going to go up there and, and, and crank it out. So that's that's up on Patreon. Now, 
the we got to thank the Patreon people, and and we have been interacting with those people. That's Pete or myself doing that. That's no one else running that page, but him or I. So if you get a message from the Pete and Sebastian show, that's us. Um, the next episode, I'm just gonna tease this. All right, Pete and I will be discussing and breaking down the slap heard around the world wow. all right yeah. so that's going to be on the patreon page we're going to go over the will smith chris rock slap um and by the way nice content you're putting up there i got to applaud you know the 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 brick the oh, okay. the, the, the the how you process the t-shirts right. you want pe- people chest oh, <laughs> shake for chest hair. yeah <laughs> <laughs> people are really enjoying that so uh we got to thank all the patreon members for for uh for subscribing to to that uh that experience that's been uh something that's really been taken off for us so we got to thank you there to the listeners and to you i don't know if this is patreon regular show whatever but i don't have it with me but i finished the 837 uh, yeah. page george washington tomb Wow, what a read. And I got to tell you, I know I, I dipped a toe a, a while back in some of the stuff. The similarities between you and George Washington throughout this entire book, it's to the point where I almost didn't want to read the end. And I'll tell you why. Because you and him are so similar, I didn't want to know how you're going to die. <laughs> It's unbelievable, the similarities. So I look forward to sharing that with you and the book itself. Well, though, give, give the listeners a taste. A taste. A give taste. me, give me another is, similarity that you Sebastian, Hank, you're going to be blown away by this, too. This is a similarity between Sebastian and George Washington, and there's many. George Washington, you ready for this? Didn't like certain sounds. It bothered him. So one time he had a major operation to take a cyst out of his leg. And because they know the sounds that bother him, they laid hay down on the cobblestone street so the wagons wouldn't make noise when they passed his house. Oh, oh That's like carpet in the FDR drive. <laughs> the, 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 you know, like the FDR drive, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Was this his idea for the hay, or did someone go, listen, start laying some hay down, he's going to get upset? I don't know if the idea was his for the hay, but the, he didn't like the sound. That he, he said he was having trouble resting because of the clanking of the wagon. So, I mean, that's, you want to talk about service? Like, <laughs> somebody knowing, get some hay, lay it down on the road. How far down? All the way down till the wagon's out of eyesight. Just hay that shit right up, man. You, oh, wow. so he had a bit of your wife won't even stop eating in the car <laughs> to, to to compensate. You're not liking certain noises, right? and this guy's like laying. This guy's getting hay laid for him. He has what I have self self diagnosed uh, misophonia, which is an annoyance of small sounds or ticks or or what have you that set somebody off. Right, that's, that's, literally affecting the man's healing because of certain sounds. Well, this might sound uh, a little, I don't know, uneducated, but how did he die? Oh, you know, I tell you, man, he was 67 years old, and at that point he was finally working on his own property at four farms, and every morning he'd get up and go and he'd ride on his horse and check out each farm. 
So this is a particularly cold day, and he went out on his horse anyway, and he came back, and he was soaked to the bone, and it was cold out, and he changed out of his wet clothes, but that's all he did, and he went to bed with wet hair, and he woke up the morning with a cough, and uh, even Georgie Boy knew it was a matter of time, and then they, like, you know, pretty soon, they had him laid in a bed, he was having trouble breathing. One doctor wanted to do, it was unheard of at the time, a tracheotomy, where they're going to put a hole in his neck to breathe better, and uh-huh. the other two doctors are like, you know, back then, they're like, hey, what the fuck do you want to do? <laughs> We're not doing that to him. Then when he died, uh, his wife took all of his hair, cut all of his hair, and then through the next, she only lived a few more years, but... Uh, through the next few years, any visitor came through, if she had a nice time, or you were company, and you left, she'd go, hold on, I'll be right back, and she'd come back, and she'd give you, as a parting gift, a couple of pieces of George Washington's hair. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a how nice is that? Is it? <gasps> I don't know, bro, you pass oh. away, Alana's putting little pieces of your hair in little glass cases. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, sorry, that's weird. But that's what they had back then, they didn't have photographs, you know, or anything like that. All right, do you think some of this hair is still in circulate, maybe in a basement somewhere? We did that? an old cast where I told you I was at a, a, a museum, it wasn't Washington's hair I saw, yeah. but they had someone else's. So, okay, yeah. but do you think this stuff is still out there? Yes. You go to a garage sale and they, oh. got, and they don't even know they got Washington's hair. And they're like, I don't know, there's a bag of hair or something like that. That probably had to happen, right? Somewhere, someone's cleaning out an attic and they get the fuck is that hair? They just <laughs> wash it right out of Well, what we did, I don't know if you did this for Sadie, we saved uh, Caruso and Serafina's first haircut. So we saved oh. a little bit of the hair we yeah. put in the bag and says Serafina's first haircut. Oh, right? right. So yeah. I don't know what we're going to do with that. But. It's there, just in case she wants to look at it. Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting, man. Now, could you get a, when you get a hair transplant, could you, maybe this is a thing where you get it from a famous person. Like, we're going to, like, I'm going to give a hair transplant, and you, and they go up. But we, we don't take it from your own hair. Brad Pitt comes in on Wednesdays and gives us a little. Doesn't work. It has to be from your own body? Yeah. Oh, I really? asked. Really? Because I said when I got because you were gonna ask me for mine, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) But I asked when I was getting mine done. I said, "Listen, if we run out of my own hair, could we start sourcing other people's hair for my head that that has a sim?" No. He goes, "What we do, and I think we discussed this on the the cast. The most similar hair to your hair is your beard." Oh. They start taking from your beard. So, see, because, like, if they could figure out how to take it from your hair and you go, by the way, if you can do that, I, I don't know if this works. I have uh, from, I got it from my great great grandfather, pass it down. I have a couple strands of George Washington's hair. And they're like, nah, we can work with that. And then five years later, you're at a bar and you go with a girl. You see this patch right here? This is all George Washington's hair. This is him. It's- <laughs> Shit. Um, he was famous, dude. Well, shit, you know, I'm thinking, is there only real one rendering of what George Washington looked like? Because I always see that white right, hair. I mean, right, I don't God. see him when he's 19. He took, a, he did a lot of, he sat a lot. Well, when he's 19, nobody wanted to, you know, <laughs> you've done nothing. I'm not painting you. Yeah, they don't paint you. Well, how old was he when he became the president? Do you, does it, do you remember? By the time he was president, he was in his 50s. Oh, okay. But, I mean, he fought for a long... Yeah, he just... Uh, 
you know. And still, ah, oh, there's a lot of similarities. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta put it on the side burner right now. Okay, but we'll, a lot of similarities. We'll do side burner. And we'll really, and we'll get into the Revolutionary War. By the time we're done talking about that, you will need, you'll know everything you need to know about the Revolutionary War people. I'll tell you who liked who and who didn't. Like Jefferson used to, to say stuff to Washington, and then he'd go, uh, and and he'd write shit about Washington in the paper anonymously. And then Washington would say to Jefferson, somebody's writing this shit about me. And Jefferson would be like, yeah, I know. Fucked up. Wow. I know, wow. man. The deceit. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's, uh, a, here's a dumb question, but I got to ask it because I'm not so sure. Yeah. Thomas Jefferson ever president? Yes. Third third one. Yeah. Who was two? Who's two? John Adams was the second one. John Adams and yeah, Thomas and he, Jefferson. Okay. Yeah. And John Adams was Washington's vice president for eight years. And, and he said famously, no, never before or since in the history of the world was there a more useless job than mine, being vice president. Like, there's nothing going on with that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, it was really, uh, I got all the load down, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. All right, we'll dissect that next week on the Pete and Sebastian show. Check out Patreon for those of you who don't know how to go and get this. It's patreon.com. Type in Pete and Sebastian show. It's very easy. You click, you pay five bucks a month. Behind the scenes content, one extra episode a month, and show topics. This is the Pete and Sebastian show. Good night. The show has ended. Charity work. So. <laughs> I aspire to do charity work, but I just, I'm not on a level yet to help anybody else out yeah. but myself. <laughs> <laughs>